Welcome everyone to our podcast, Things We Say. This is Pastor Roy, and this is over here is my lovely wife, Pastor Elizabeth. <laughs> Are you gonna sing? Things we say. Very good. Very good. Thanks for joining us today. We are talking through the conversation we're having at Freeway Church. So whether you're part of Freeway Church or not, you're totally welcome to be here and hang out with us. If you have any questions or ever want to message us, do so. Be about it. Be about it. You can always text us. But <laughs> it goes to my phone. Only when I tell it to go to my phone, though. So uh, if it's in the middle, of, if you text me in the middle of the night, I'm not going to respond. Do people need to know that? No. They could just experience you, can just text you me. not. Can just yeah. text me. Okay. But or they can just do whatever, but you're always we're always welcome. We want to connect with you, so just let us know what we can do or how we can connect and we will. Which is great. Um I just want to shout out to Miss Selena today, who is one of our <laughs> faithful podcast listeners. Oh man, prize for Selena. Yeah, here's a gold star for you. Bing. There you go. Um, if you'd like a gold star, please let me know you're listening. We need sound effects, like all the cool podcasts. They have, like, literally, they have, like, a yeah, button. that could they be my job. Button. I could do the buttons. Yes. I would be a dangerous person to have the buttons, but I would also do a good job. I have impeccable timing. Do you? Yeah. My comedic timing is, like, spot on. Wow. Yeah. Well, if you're with us... It's one of my gifts. And you were here on Sunday, <laughs> uh, you know... Want you know that we just unveiled our vision. Finally, Vision Sunday has happened. We aren't changing the name of the church, or what a relief. Uh, moving. No, no one, no one likes to try to name the church something else and keep calling it the old name over and over. That's the worst. Yeah, that happened <laughs> in a church in our community, and I feel bad for them. But Aww. you all know who I'm talking about if you're here. But oh gosh. Um, this was the vision. Alyssa, why don't you read it? The vision. I get to read it? Okay, ready? (laughs) Together, we are eagerly cultivating a legacy of Jesus followers. Freeway is a community that feels like home, driven with purpose, life change, and godly intimacy. Very good, babe. It's really good. Thank you. It's really fun. Uh, this vision statement is just loaded with a bunch of different information and we kind of like wrote down everything we could feel and everything God was leading us for the church. And we like tried to like distill it into this kind of two sentences you see here or you hear here, hear, hear, um, (laughs) and, and, uh, and, and, and it's good. I think like there's a couple of things that really helped me in this process. The first thing is that this doesn't have to be the vision forever. This is the vision for today. And the second thing is like, man, we the Bible tells us we need to write down the vision, write down the plan. Like mm-hmm. this is like what we're doing as a church. It's complicated as a pastor to write down the vision, considering that the real leader of the church is Jesus, not me. Now, I get to be used by the Lord, which is praise God, and like we get to like work together to accomplish these things and have plans but i don't want to ever like like overstep my boundary you know like right and that's important to me so it was a challenge but i felt like during our prayer like 21 days of prayer and fasting in january like the lord kind of showed me all of these things like in a morning it was just i've been praying and i wrote it all down 
It wasn't a mystical experience. God didn't shut out the lights off in the room and there wasn't a booming voice or something like that. There was no handwriting on the wall. But it was just like clearly, it was like just like writing down a normal idea, but it was more clear and more efficient and almost like it was like inspired by God as I was writing it because I know how it feels to write down my own ideas. And because of the uniqueness of this, like it felt like it was the Lord and I felt like a piece about it. I felt like the Lord it was like showing up. So the Lord, this is how God speaks to me. And it speaks to me not in voice form, but in um, kind of the voice in your head or your conscious. You could see your conscience. Mm-hmm. Um, but as but I, but I do think this is the Lord speaking to us for such a time as this. And so we're leaning on it and we're leaning into it this year. So, um, Alyssa really helped me as well get into all of this and the vision statement itself is important, but what's more important is the practice behind the vision statement. I, what I really like as you were kind of, as you began talking to me about all this and we started kind of sorting these things out is this idea that the vision is not necessarily like this thing where you can like write down numbers and like all of that, but it's more of a feeling. And I think like once you really landed on that, like this really is what the vision means. Like it's not like getting to certain numbers and like all those things, although those things like show that like vision is being fulfilled, but like that's not really the goal. The goal is that the church would feel a certain way, like that the body of Christ would act in a certain way, that there would be this feeling, this like atmosphere that would like enable all of these things, you know? Right. And I think that the looking at it that way is so helpful because even though it's not necessarily like this measuring thing, like it just helps you to paint a picture, which is really like what the vision is for. It's like painting a picture of like, what is the dream that like the church would look like, you know? And yeah. Feel like. No, it's true. And this this vision statement is not traditional in the fact that it isn't metric focused. It doesn't have, which is what you're saying. We're not here mm-hmm. to grow to 135 people and this amount in the bank and all of this stuff. Like that's not what the vision is. In fact, like it's a more it's a more like growth mindset based vision. Mm-hmm. It's saying it's saying if we are growing, like the rest of the outcomes are actually like praise God like we're reaching people or people are getting saved or baptized or whatever like and their lives are beginning to change like that's amazing but our eyes aren't focused on the outcomes our eyes are focused on our heart on who we are and if we work on who we are and let the outcomes come as they go like we will we will reach and grow more we'll always be growing we'll always be getting better and we won't be like feeling as though we're being used to accomplish something that's arbitrary. Right, right. We're actually like authentically caring about ourselves. Right. The, the the vision is fulfilled within each individual as well, not like that each person, like member of the church is working on this vision for only for other people. Like it's for all of us. Like it incorporates right. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not against like numeric goals. I would just call them goals, you know, like hey, yeah, as a team, sure. we're trying to invite 300 people to church this month. Like, let's, I'm going to give out 300 flyers and mm-hmm. we're going to count them and we're going to see if we can do it. Like, that's a, a, that's a challenge. That's a goal. Like, that's great or whatever. Right. But like, the, our eyes aren't on the output. They're on 
who we are and mm-hmm. who we're growing to be. And so um, if you dissect this statement, together we are eagerly cultivating a legacy of Jesus followers. Freeway is a community that feels like home, driven with purpose, life change, and godly intimacy. Each one of these words has a connection to it and they all like flow in a certain way. Um, I don't know if we'll get into it today, but I just, I want, I can highlight a few things that are important here as we go. Uh, I kind of wanted our vision to just be like Jesus. (laughs) There's one word. Yeah, but it's just not helpful (laughs) to anyone. Uh, Very clear. Jesus, right? So like we made sure Jesus was in there and I really like the word legacy because it ties to our past Mm -hmm. that we're an 80 year old church and it's also tying to the future and what we can leave behind so some of us are younger and we're experiencing god and growing into ourselves some of us are older and we recognize that what we leave behind matters more now that we're older we're starting to see that our life has an end our life has a has something but it's something that we can leave behind Mm -hmm. right and when we talk about the legacy of freeway church if Freeway always has this growth, growth mindset. The legacy will continue to grow and, uh, and become like more and more powerful as the years go on. Um, but you have to be proactive to do all of that. So, but I really like that, the legacy of Jesus followers. We are a church. God put us here for a reason, and we're going to continue to carry that ball and create a way that we like succeed in the future too. Yes. Which is great because, yeah, sometimes, yeah, I was going to say, like, in sports, you have dynasty teams, the teams that are not only good this year, but next year and the year after that. And they're not only, Mm -hmm. like, getting players in for this year, but they're getting players for the year after that and the year after that. And they have this legacy mentality that if we keep going and keep getting the money in and and keep winning... We'll be able to afford more and more. Yes, and they keep reinvesting, more more. like mm-hmm. in their own team, to guarantee its success for the future. Yeah, yeah. like and in and in, in, in sports teams, there's like you know, there's little there's there's ways to make sure that teams don't just dominate the whole field. You know, like the draft or different things like that. But at the same time, or it, differently for a church, there there isn't some sort of thing stopping us mm-hmm. from being successful. Uh, Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail, which we talked about once before. But the gates of gates don't move. We're, we're going into the gates of hell. We are going into the highways and byways of our city. We're going into the world around us and we're breaking down those walls of evil and darkness and we're we're accomplishing something and do you know what won't prevail those walls we will break through we will rise and we can we'll continue to grow and we will continue to leave this legacy behind us which is like the best because if you have the authentic, the real king of the universe on your team like who can stand against you you know right so anyway that's what i like about this what do you like about it mm I like uh, I like the word life change or words or phrase whatever you want to call that. I like I, we we toyed with growth as well in that place, but I think life change is like an impacting way to talk about growth. Well, I think growth can mean different things to different people. Yeah, 
um, the life change. Yeah, like that's very focus. clear. Yeah, you know, and I, I, I think that that's really valuable and something that I would love to see in our church, like a lot more testimony, more story of what God has done in people's lives and how their lives are different now that they know Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. something I really look forward to seeing. More yeah. Of. So. I'd like um, this idea because we have to share it, right? We have to, God has done something in our life and it has power. There's, there's power in our testimony. Mm-hmm. Like what has God done in your life and what is God still doing? What has God not done? Like, right. let's hear the stories. Like let's, yeah. let's actually like talk about these things because um, not after massive, the masses, right? I'm not after the masses. I'm after massive life change. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the masses I care about you right I want your life to like change I want your life to like be totally different because of Jesus in your life and sometimes in churches we focus on one area and there's many areas in our life but what if we all rise like what if all those areas of your life rise Um, you become a much sharper tool for the Lord to use you know right if you're if you're woodworking and you have a chisel. I always tell my kids the chisels are the most dangerous thing in the tool in the tool chest because they are. They're <laughs> if you've never worked with a chisel, they're like just giant knives, like heavy knives. You know, like they're just extremely sharp. They can they can like peel the skin off of wood. They can peel wood so thin that it comes off like skin because it has to be precise. And the sharper the chisel, the better it works. A dull chisel, you end up actually hurting yourself because you push too hard and you try too hard but like a sharp chisel does its job perfectly and does it easily and it, you have to mm-hmm. work at it but it does it a great a great job but I think a lot of us uh, we're, we're like an old chisel like in our dad's toolbox and it's got like plaster stuck on it because he stirred plaster with it once <laughs> it's got like <laughs> and it's got a chip in the in in the actual like blade and the handles like kind of wobbly you know, and that's who we are. And we're like, Lord, <laughs> use us. And the Lord's like, what am I going to do with you? Right. Like, you don't cut. You're not secure. You're not right. stable. You're, you're really just dangerous. At yeah. Point. yeah. You're just going to hurt yourself <laughs> right. and everybody around you. So clean yourself up, you know, like, yeah. and I feel like so many of us in the church, big church today are like that. We just like, Lord, use me or Lord, I want to make a difference or all of these things, but like you don't give, like you, your, your, your money's all over the place. You don't know how to handle your finances. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't actually like have your personal health under control. You're addicted to food and addicted to other life, uh, life controlling substances. Your relationships are scarred with offense and you care more about politics than you care about the kingdom of God. And like when you have all these things together, like what, what use are you? Like, yeah, the Lord ends up using you despite your issues. Right. But come on, let's go. Like, let's clean up all this stuff. Let's let's pick up the burden of like of of work and, and get cleaned up. Because when you start to actually change your life, you will change your life more. Right. Like it it accelerates. Right. Success begets success. It's like this idea that like sometimes when all of your disciplines are on the floor 
and you're just trying to do whatever to get through life, you pick up one discipline, like getting up on time, and then all of a sudden another discipline you can pick up, and all of a sudden another, and like you start cleaning that tool off, you know, dusting it off, getting it sharp again, getting it ready to be used by the Lord, and life change is so powerful when we actually like change our lives. <laughs> right. Because it's infectious. You can tell. So for as a church, you should be able to feel that. You should be able to feel that in our church. I remember one of the like one of the most powerful things I was told. I I don't know how young I was, but I was challenged at one point, and maybe it was a sermon, um, to to not always rely on like these old testimonies and to like ask for new testimony so like the question was like what is God doing in your life now and like so many people do that like they had this life change moment right and they keep telling that same story and yeah like that story is powerful and like sure like God probably did a great work in your life but like eventually that testimony gets a little stale like for you like what is God doing in your life currently and like to just kind of ask the question like what like is is that it or is there more like do you want there to be more well when you god know? saves you from something terrible it's just such a bright spot in your past sure yeah like god did not just save you from something he saved you for something right and like learning how to balance that i think is what your point is like what is god doing in your life today right it doesn't mean that well god like helped me get off drugs when i was younger I'm not doing drugs today. What's the what story do I have? Well, you have a story. There's a struggle there. There's mm-hmm. a thing God's calling you to. There's something that there's a ministry he's put on your heart and in your life. Like you get to learn and grow in that and then tell that story, right? Yeah. Yep. But we got to do that, you know. Yeah, like the, it doesn't mean the power of that goes away. I guess what I'm trying to say is that like we we shouldn't always settle for like that being all the life change that happens in our life. Like if it's this powerful moment, like to not think to ourselves like, well, that was it. And like, that's the only testimony you have because that's like, that doesn't have to be the case. Like there's more, like there's always more, right. That right. the Lord has for us and to like consider that God might have even more like testimony and story and life change for you to share. Right. If you stop relying like on that being like the only moment and you like seek for more. Right. For sure. So anyways, but we got to We, but that has to do with what we talked about last week. We just have to like get to know one another and like actually grow so that we can be challenged. Right. You know, like, there, I used to go hiking in the White Mountains in New Hampshire, and there's these 42 mountains over 4,000 feet, and so the goal was to climb them all. I got like 10 of them done before I moved, and <laughs> I did. You know, it wasn't a big goal for me, but my pastor I was working for at the time, my mentor, he got them all eventually, which was great. But like, as you climb these mountains, there are levels. Like, there is like easy, medium, hard, like extra hard depending on how far and how easy those trails are. Mm-hmm. The hard trails had like kind of uh, like there's one part called the chimney. It was called, it was in all the notes for the trail. You actually had to like climb, use your hands and feet and climb up oh, wow. this area. People eventually like found a way around it. So there was like two, <laughs> you can climb the chimney or go around it. But 
But, like, that's, like, a hard trail. Or, like, if you slip off the top while the winds are 150 miles an hour, like, you die. Like, that's a hard trail. Yeah. But so many of us are, like, sitting on the beginner trail, and we're seeing the beauty of God and all that God's doing in our life. And we're, like, so excited that we're out in nature and we're, like, walking with the Lord. But it, but He has so much more for you. And when you learn that there's, like, an intermediate and there's an expert and, like, as you walk, God uses you like yeah it's risky like it's it can be scary but it's so beautiful and it's so powerful and affects your life in a so much different way you're able to do different things and you get to see like from the top of the mountain yeah right? not yeah. just not just through the trees and i just man I, I want everybody to be operating in that operating in their risk yeah i'm risking for the lord and like letting god prove himself to you how is God going to prove himself faithful to you if you are taking no risks? <laughs> like, right. come on, yeah. let's go. So, uh, but as we grow, like, come on, like, I'm just so excited for our people to be, to be risk takers, you know, and to keep cha- being challenged by the Lord. Anyway. Well, we focus really hard on just one little thing here. What do we focus off, on? Off, uh, off topic. Life change. Life change. <laughs> well, I just, you know, like, what else does the church have to offer? <laughs> all these other things too. Yeah, it's lots of vision. It's all, they're all connected, though. You right, know? and it's like our world is like simmering in a pot. Our people are simmering in a pot of just like blah ap- apathy. Our world is like in a simmering pot of apathy. There are some that are like challenged and like to change their life and grow, but most of us just do whatever comes easiest and whatever the next thing is. Mm-hmm. And so I just love the church's role and the fact that we get to call people up and call people out of it, that we can grow. And that's like so powerful because Jesus like created us for so much more uh, than we live our life today. And yeah, anyway, all of these things that we've talked about in the vision, like have like little pieces that become big pieces. Right. And if we learn how to put them all together... Like, we'll be able to have a well-rounded, growing, like, church. Operating on all cylinders. Operating on all the cylinders. That'll be what we do. So, thanks for joining us today as we talk about all this stuff. Yeah. Life change. We talked about life change. We talked about legacy. Good stuff. And no robot servants today. There you go. Or jokes. Aw. I do like the jokes. You want to tell a joke? I'm not prepared. I'd have to do some phoning, and I don't think you're ready for that kind of silence. I'm not. I'm personally not. I don't know if the listener is. But we'll see you guys next time. Talk to you later. Bye.